Hi, I'm Graham Mack, and welcome to the Pod 20. And on this week's show, what was it like for Emily Strasser when she went to Hiroshima, knowing that her granddad had worked on the bomb? Find out how the Motormouth podcast found its niche. And my special guest pod stars are Bildo and Lindelin from Wine Chats. Oh, hey, my name is Billy Milovanovich, a.k.a. Bildo. My name's Lindsay Kirkwood, also known as Lindelin. And this is Wine Chats, an offensively funny podcast about drinking wine and chatting life. Some of our previous topics include Let's Get Intimate, Phobias, Never Have We Ever, and Marriage Sex Hack. I mean, basically, we talk about all the things that you would generally talk about over wine with your girlfriends. Speaking of wines, our trailer wine today, Bill, is a one of my favorites right now, a Pinot Gris. Now, Lenny, oh. are you sure that it's not said Pinot Gris? It is not, Billy. For wine clubs like yourself, you would pronounce the S. But and we always have a little fun fact in our episodes. So this wine fun fact, Billy, is Pinot Gris. You do not pronounce the S. It's French. Oh Pinot Gris. Oh my god! I mean, so many things we're learning already just in the trailer. Stop embarrassing yourself. <laughs> We have a stone lay of Marlboro. See, I can you can never, never say that. I know. And when you listen to us, <laughs> you'll realize that I cannot pronounce regions and places very well at all. But you know, it's in New Zealand. It's fine. It's fine. The Canadian education system continues yeah. to let us down. So it's a 2018 Pinot Gris. It's got a super pretty fresh summery label. Let's go. Cheers. Oh, that was a good cheers. Good. Let's do it. Mm. Mm. So good. Oh, I like that. Fruity. Fruity. Billy? What does it say? Lindelin, let me let me tell you. There's fruit in here. Oh my god. Oak? Definitely oak. As you will learn, we are not wine people at all. I mean, we love to drink wine, but we know nothing about wine. But that's everybody. Well, no. People, I'm a label picker. So like mm. if you know, for those mm. people who like to drink wines and know things about them, like that's right. nice. But generally speaking, the population picks by the label. So now that we're all wind up. It's time for you to subscribe and listen and rate and enjoy. Meet Bildo and Lindelin from Wine Chat soon on the Pod 20, which is heard on Podcast Radio on DAB in London, the home counties, Manchester and Glasgow, on demand in the USA at talkers.com and around the world on multiple platforms and as a podcast itself. Into the chart now and at number 20, Cautionary Tales with Tim Hartford. Stories of human error, tragic catastrophes, daring heists, and hilarious fiascos. 19. Here we go again with Stacy Solomon. Stacy's just had another baby. 18. Motormouth, the podcast about motorsport. Tim Sylvie is from Motormouth. Tim, when you started the podcast, did you decide on a niche that Motormouth would fit into? Yeah, we did. I mean, there's a lot of motorsport podcasts out there, yeah. um, but generally speaking, bar one or two, they're very techie and nerdy. So they'll talk a lot about aerodynamics and, you know, ground effects and, and so on and so forth. And that that's interesting to us, but it's not what the, the road we wanted to go down. So we, we wanted to be a bit more fun, a bit silly. Um, you know, we always sort of um, positioned ourselves with the podcast and some of the video content that we do together is a bit like the sort of Anton deck, like yeah. just a bit daft, you know, and, and not take I've it seen too a, seriously. I've seen a lot of that online. Um, the video stuff. Yeah. yeah. It is very Anton deck. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's fun. And most sport is fun and we want to treat it as such. Um, but we also didn't want to do a review show. We didn't want to just take a Grand Prix and then dissect it and, um, and tell people what we thought about it. Cause that's lots of people are doing that. And it's interesting if you like that sort of thing, but for us, it was more about getting, interesting big names on the podcast and finding out 
more about them as an individual rather than the uh, persona that everyone sees of them on TV. We wanted to really get behind their personalities and bring out their personalities. And I think that's what we've managed to do is, is find a way to make guests feel very, very comfortable very quickly and perhaps talk in a way that they wouldn't ordinarily talk during an interview. Who's been your favourite guest so far? Uh, I mean, we've had, a, I guess, in terms of profile, you know, someone like Mark Webber was brilliant because, yeah. you know, he's a household name in, in Formula One, drove for the best team on the grid in Red Bull, was teammates with a four-time world champion, Sebastian Vettel. And he was fascinating and had some really interesting stories. So people like him are great. And we've had him and we've had David Coulthard and Johnny Herbert was lovely. Who's, you know, gave us a really interesting insider look at, you know, the, the, the era that's gone of, you know, the golden era of big V8s and V10 engines and his horrific accident at Brands Hatch when he nearly lost his foot. And um, there's been so many good ones, but it, even some of the, the, the lesser known names, which have been fascinating. There's a guy called David Dicker, who's a multi multi-millionaire out in New Zealand, who's developing a car that's quicker than an F1 car um, called, uh, called Rodin, the car, Rodin cars. And no one's really hold of, heard of him, but he's um, hugely successful, very wealthy, fascinating, interesting quite a difficult character to interview, um, but good in, in different ways. And we've had transgender drivers, female drivers, um, a, uh, Asian and minority uh, drivers, all sorts. It's been such an eclectic um, makeup of guests. It's hard to sort of pinpoint one as a favourite. Um, we had Eddie Jordan the other day who was fascinating. His one's coming out in a couple of weeks' time. So there's just so many. It's hard to pick a favourite. Um, and we've been blessed that we've had so many big names, which is something we're really proud of, that we've we've had so many um, A-listers in, in the motorsport world and, and they're continuing to be lined up. So I feel very fortunate. How do you get the guests? Just ring them. Ring them, text them, uh, email them through their is this, website. Is this from you? All right. So you just chase them. You don't have somebody that's, that's, yeah, that's a booker. You, you chase no, them. No, we do it. Um, it's... I mean, I've worked in most sport for 15 or 16 years now, and I know enough people to be able to probably get a referral to someone yeah. or, you know, we'll do a bit of a swap. I'll know that someone is looking for a, a Coulthard and I need a Weber and we'll exchange their PAs or, um, or sometimes, as in the case of Mark Weber, actually, it was as simple as going on his website, emailing the contact page and saying, do you want to come on the podcast? Here's who we've had on before. And he said, yes. Right. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's very varied. And LinkedIn is, I'm always barking on about LinkedIn. It's such a powerful tool for networking. And and that's been brilliant for us to get guests too. It works a treat because you've been getting some good guests. Motormouth is at number 18 this week on the pod 20. At 17, Desert Island Discs. Lauren Laverne's latest castaway is the actor Mark Strong. At 16, Anatomy of Murder. A murder case has many layers, the victim, the crime, and the investigation. 15. Case file, true crime, because fact is scarier than fiction. Back to the chart in just a bit. Right now, let's check in with my special guests, Bildo and Lindelin from Wine Chats, a podcast that's produced in Brisbane, Australia. How did an Aussie and a Canuck end up doing an offensively funny podcast together about wine and life? Billy, that's you. Well, I had a blog, um, the blog of Bildo back in the day, and I ran it for a few years. And it was one of those middle of the night, like, you know, 
ideas where I was inspired to start a podcast. There were obviously podcasting back, you know, back in 2019 was still very, very new. I mean, it's still very new, but it's taken off a lot more since then. But anyway, I just had this idea where I was like, listen, talking is easier than writing. And, you know, it'd be nice to make what I write about into like conversations with a girlfriend. And so I came to Lenny's house really excited. And, and I, I had this like, like it hit me that it was it was her well no to pause rewind a few weeks before she came to my house just oh, yeah. as a friend chatting telling me that she was starting a podcast and that she had asked another one of her friends to co-host it and I was thinking thank god she didn't ask me there's no way I want to do a podcast I'm like no thank you so I was like oh yeah that's cute have fun <laughs> But then it hit me that it was actually Lenny. <laughs> that I was like, I just thought that she would be the perfect friend to just have a drink with and just talk about really openly and honestly, yeah. honestly about the stuff that we experience in marriage and parenthood and life as women. And I came to her house really excited and I said to her, like, it's you. Like it's like it's you and me. Like it's it has to be you. Like I kind mm. of didn't really give her an option. Yeah. <laughs> And I flat out said no. <laughs> you did? Asked me. Like, yeah, no. I did. Because it, it wasn't my jam. Like I, it was never on my radar. It was never anything that I even thought that I would even be interested in. So I was like, oh, no, Bill. Like I just, I, I can't. It's not an interest of mine. And then I saw her whole little face just deflate. And she was so sad. And she's like, oh, really? Can you at least just think about it? And then because we are such genuinely good friends, I felt bad. So I said to her, look, I will to support you. Because I wanted to say, like, she was so excited about the idea of starting it. So I thought, well, what do I care if it doesn't go off? Like, who cares? I'll just support her. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, whoop de doo So I said, yeah, I'll give it a go. And then and here we are. You're welcome. Look yeah. at us now <laughs> on live, basically on TV with the very famous Graham Mack. And you are. Don't get me wrong. I know who you are, Graham Mack. You know what I mean? On podcast radio, that's also yeah. also going to be extremely famous. So I think it's great having Vildo and Lindelin from the famous Wine Chats podcast on the Pod 20. And we'll find out where the podcast is on the chart in just a bit. We're up to number 14 now, which is Law. Dark historical tales. Sometimes the truth is more frightening than fiction. At 13, revisionist history, Malcolm Gladwell's journey through the overlooked and misunderstood. 12, the Adam Buxton podcast. Adam's latest ramble chat is with the New Zealand-born comedian, actor and writer, Rose Matafeo. Number 11, The Bomb, hosted by Emily Strasser. Emily, you found out that your grandfather worked on the first atomic bomb that was dropped on Japan. You've since been to Hiroshima. What was that like? Oh, it was, I mean, it was enormously emotional. I went there in 2015, um, which was the 70th anniversary of the bombing. And, um, you know, it was someplace I, I felt like I needed to go. Hmm. Eventually, I always um, had it in mind as as the place that I needed to, to to go at the end of this journey. And it would took me a long time to feel sort of ready for that. Um, and then the timing was also right with the anniversary. So I, I was able to talk to, I mean, I was able to stand at the hypocenter of the bombing, right. And this beautiful peace park, um, that's really like lush and green. Some people ask me sometimes, Oh, is it still radioactive there? Like, what is it like? And it's really, I mean, it's a really beautiful modern city because they had to rebuild a lot. Um, and, 
very lush. Um, so it was kind of incredible to see the resilience of that place. And then yeah. also mostly incredible to talk to survivors and to hear their stories directly. Wow. Yeah, I bet it's a sobering experience. I'm trying to think, I've not been there. The closest I can come to is I've been to Pearl Harbor and I've been out to the memorial. Mm-hmm. On the, have you been there, Arizona? I haven't, no. What was that like? And that's that's really eerie because, you know, you go there thinking, oh, I'm going somewhere where something historic happened. And I was a tourist. I'm in Hawaii and, you know, it was actually my honeymoon with my wife. And we went, we said, oh, we should go and check out Pearl Harbor. You know, it's really famous and all that. Yeah. And then when you get there and it gets pretty real, um, they yeah. they take you, the Navy take you out on, on a boat onto the floating memorial over uh, the Arizona which is, you know, wow. the ship is, is there. And then the boat leaves and you're there with just a few other people and it's really eerie and there's all, all the names on the wall and they didn't take the bodies off the boat. They're still down there and you're wow. on, on this floating pond and it all becomes very, very real and you become a massive pacifist um, because it just <laughs> it just seems, you know, completely senseless that all these young men yeah. lost their lives. And that's just one of the ships that, that you know, that went down at Pearl Harbor, but that's that's the one where the memorial is. So I'm, I'm imagining Hiroshima is, is another sobering experience, but must be m- more so than than, yeah. than any, and just anything to do with like uh, a war that wasn't that long ago. I mean, you go to like in Britain, you can go to ancient battlefields, you right. know, <laughs> and it's, you know, that you don't feel that. But because this war wasn't that long ago, there's just yeah. something very real about it. And especially with the legacy that uh, dropping yeah. that first bomb has left us with. Uh, you know, one of the things that was most eerie I found there, they have a, a peace museum, right? At, at the Hiroshima Peace Park. And they have things like lunch boxes that still have the charred remains of people's food, you know, and they tell you what was in there or they have dresses that have been, that have been burnt um, or like fingernails, you know, things that are very, very visceral and sudden. And you can just imagine any of us, you know. Yeah, because they're everyday items. So they're connected to, to who we are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fabulous podcast. Uh, check it out if you can. Download it where you get your podcast. It's called The Bomb. Emily Strasser, great to talk to you. Thanks for being on Podcast Radio. Thanks. This has been so fun, and I'm, I'm glad you like the podcast. I do. And it's at number 11 this week on the Pod 20. At number 10, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Nine, Today in Focus from The Guardian. Number eight, Wine Chats with Bildo and Lindelin, who are my special guest pod stars this week. And your podcast, it sounds like a natural conversation between you two. How much of it is edited? Not a lot, actually. Not a lot. Because it Not doesn't sound, I mean, it's, it's, if it is edited, it's edited seamlessly. It sounds very natural, the way the conversation, it, it sounds is. like you're eavesdropping, eavesdropping on a, in some cases, a very private conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry for that, but not sorry, because that's yeah. actually what we're aiming for, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the whole basis in the podcast. Two girlfriends chatting, or two friends, it doesn't matter if you're girls, guys, whatever, mm-hmm. just two close friends chatting about life, whether it's sex or children or, you know, pet peeves, whatever it is that you would normally chat. And I think that's kind of what makes Billy and I um, jive so well together yeah. with the podcast because we do have a genuinely good friendship and that's what we want our listeners to feel like that they're just listening in to us chatting so mm. when we come down to start chatting about whatever topic we've chosen like we don't script it we just know what we're 
what the topic is. We hit record and we just go. You're trying to turn drinking professional, but it looks like <laughs> it looks like what you're trying to turn you're trying to turn your friendship into something professional. Has the friendship changed along the way since it's become more important? In a good way. I think yeah. it's gone gangbuster stronger. And we were just talking about this yeah, the other day, so, yeah. how like Billy's dubbed the dreamer and I'm dubbed the realist because Billy's like, oh my God, yeah, we're going to, let's go on TV. You, like, know? you don't understand. We're going to yeah. go live. We're going to be on the TV. We're going to, we're going to yeah. do this. Like I have these crazy ideas up here. Um, and from the very beginning, down. from the very, yeah. like a, as soon as we started, I was like, Lenny, we're going to do live shows. We're going to start yeah. a school. We're going <laughs> to teach people how to podcast. Like I had these great grand dreams. Yeah. Linda Lynn is more realistic. <laughs> I, I pull her down, but with saying, so the point of that is that we're very different with our mindset yeah. towards the podcast and we will disagree, but it's never come between our friendship yeah. and we just have constructive conversations about it. And like, we'll be like, well, I disagree with you. I want this or that, whatever. Mm. But our friendship, I think has, it's just even oh, stronger. I think it's definitely it? gone stronger. Yeah. And I think also what we, what I think I find really important is that every time I do see Lindsay or like on a day that I come for us to record, we always have our sort of actual chat. So yeah. I'll get here in the morning, we'll have a water or a coffee or a, or a tea, no alcohol yet. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll just like, hey, how's your week? What's yeah. happened? Like we, you know, we're very involved in each other's lives. Obviously we have to be not just for the podcast, but because we adore each other. And yeah. I think age has something to do with it. Lyndalyn is very old. So I think that it's really good. <laughs> That like she's so much more mature now than she used to be. She is. Such, look, I can't swear, but you are such a cow. Can you swear? <laughs> look, I didn't come here to start a fight. It's wine chats with Bildo and Lindalyn. It's number eight this week on the Pod Twenty. Number seven, Sideways from BBC Radio Four. Surprising revelations that show us why life isn't always as it seems. At six, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. After 25 years at the late-night desk, Conan has never made a real and lasting friendship with any of his celebrity guests, so he started a podcast to fix that. Number 5. Freakonomics Radio. Discover the hidden side of everything with Stephen J. Dubner, co-author of the Freakonomics books. Number 4. Equal Parts. The podcast that tells the stories of how couples met. It's presented by Maria Passingham. And Maria, you've done all sorts of stuff, including a stint at uh, BBC Six Music. What got you started in podcasting? Um, it was essentially because uh, sort of coming out of Six Music and doing other placements in music radio, which is what I thought I wanted to work in. It was essentially that, that, that opportunities dried up and I couldn't afford to work for free forever. And so I suppose, ironically, <laughs> I decided to work for myself for free, but I decided to, to just make the opportunities, you know. So if someone wasn't going to give me a job or give me a shift at a freelance thing, then I would just show them what I could actually do. I knew I had the skills. So I was like, well, I'll just make something and see. Um, so I did that uh, with um, a social enterprise in London called Library of Things, which is an amazing place where the community can borrow like really bulky things or really expensive things or whatever and, and, and sort of co-own them. Um, and, and so that was a great community that had loads of really cool stories. So I was like, cool, I'll, I'll partner with them, bring those stories out into audio format, kind of as like a bit of a, a trial to see if I could and to see if they liked what I produced and how that kind of relationship would work. And it, it did really well. So, <laughs> so that, was, that was to getting on. to the, the bottom of the stories of why people were borrowing things from the library of things. 
Yeah. So why they were borrowing and, and how it had kind of brought them closer to their community or in fact, like even created a community. It's, um, the original one was in West Norwood. It's now moved to Crystal Palace. And in West Norwood, it was just, there was a bit of a, a kind of dearth of like engagement. It was just, you know, people kind of getting on, I suppose, like in a lot of places, people just getting on with their lives separately. And, um, and so this, center it was I mean it was literally two shipping containers one one which was a kind of social space and one which was a storage space and so people could go there and borrow things but also learn how to use them and also connect with other people who were in there borrowing things and realize oh we used the waffle maker last week did your kids enjoy that we're gonna use so and so this week you know and so it really connected people so like that was just I saw that as like well someone should be documenting this yeah yeah so you've got a nose for a good story. That's what it's all about. No, really, because <laughs> yeah, all the great, the great podcasts, you know, th- when you, you know the the production values of yours reminds me very much of you know, Wondery or This American Life. That kind. I'll of take thing. it. <laughs> no, they Thank are. They put they're put together just as well as that, and they they do that. They take people's real stories and go as mm-hmm. deep as they can, and try mm-hmm. to tell the story in a in a creative way. And yeah. your shows, you've, you've managed to get praise from The Guardian, from I, the AV Club. Did they find you or did you hassle them? <laughs> some and some, I think. Um, okay. I mean, I, I, I never slack with press efforts. I think that, you know, you shouldn't just assume you put something out and people will find it and love it. Like that's, you know, we all know how, how big and sort of empty, well, full and empty the, the, the internet is. Um, so, so definitely some putting it out there, but also when you work with something like Library of Things, like who are their own enterprise and have, you know, their, their staff are working just as hard to, to get grants and to get partnerships with, with massive brands who can loan them the things. And, you know, it's like there is some sort of attention there already. So it's kind of like, it's using, you know, it's using the, the momentum that's already gathering. Um, and then once you get some, you know, other places see it. So. <laughs> so it's hard work and then and then let like, like na- natural progression happen. I think. Yeah, but the recognition is justified. It's a great podcast. It's equal parts. It even covers the story of how I met Julie, my wife. So equal parts. Number four this week on the pod 20. Number three, shagged, married, annoyed. The only way Rosie and Chris Ramsey can have a conversation without being interrupted by a toddler or ending up staring at their phones is by doing a podcast. Number two, Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe's lockdown parenting hell. It's parenting, just not as you know it. And straight in at number one. All the best and worst with Mr. and Mrs. Hinch. Join Sophie and Jamie as they give exclusive access behind the doors of Hinch House. You'll hear all the juicy bits that don't make it to Instagram as they talk through everything from the first day they met through to getting married and having a baby. That's it for episode 46 of the Pod 20. Thanks to this week's guest pod stars, Bildo and Lindelin, Tim Sylvie, Emily Strasser and Mary Passingham. Next week, my special guests are repeat offenders. It's the return of Jim Daly and Giles Paley Phillips, from the Blank Podcast. Guys, how did you two get together? It's one of these things, I think it's weird sometimes when you 
you start collaborating with people, it's kind of, they often, these things come out of nowhere and they happen very quickly. Now, I think Jim does a, a very good podcast called FYP, which is to do with uh, Crystal Palace Football Club. We are both big fans of Crystal Palace. I mean, I'm an avid listener to Jim's other podcast. I'm not sure he listens to any of my other podcasts, but that's all right. <laughs> you um, can plug them if you like. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm an avid listener. And I think when I, I, I'd wanted to do a podcast for, for many, many years. And I think I was having a bit of a, I was having sort of downtime in writing, not finding it difficult to come up with ideas and a bit of a writer's block, I suppose. And I, you know, I was just thinking of other sort of, other projects I could start and you know podcasts were starting to become so they'd come back around a bit again I think they'd had a bit of a sort of lull in the sort of I mean I think they came out sort of early noughties I think you started seeing them pop up like Ricky Gervais show and that kind of stuff and that was when I first kind of started thinking about doing doing one and then yeah I guess they sort of there was a bit of a lull maybe I wasn't into, into them as much and then it seemed like um maybe around sort of 2014 ish, I was starting to get into them again. And, uh, they, you know, there was still some people like Adam Buxton were still producing yeah. content and stuff and, you know, doing great shows. And I remember thinking, oh, I'd really like to do something like this. Um, I'm probably getting to the point where I knew a few more celebrities and a few more well-known people. And I thought, well, you know, I could maybe ask a few favors of people, but I was listening to FIP and I thought, oh, Jim, Jim's got a great energy. I think it'd be really nice to, to collaborate with Jim on something. I think Jim had asked me to, possibly come on um, FYP or, or I think you, at the time, Jim was, you were thinking about doing a, another podcast and you'd mentioned to me about doing something. And so, you know, it just seemed like it was be, you know, it'd be a nice collaboration to work with Jim on it. And um, I, when I spoke to Jim about doing the podcast, he uh, was saying that he was having a similar kind of, uh, kind of block or blank as obviously the, the title of the podcast is around um, stand doing stand up and, and comedy and and that was kind of the thing. Well, this actually, you know, you and I could maybe we could talk to some some really successful people and see how they get through or if they have those same moments. And that's kind of how it how it started really. And so you you didn't know each other at all until that moment until that first contact. Not only via Twitter, I yeah. guess, and a few probably a few DMs, you know. Um, and I just I'm a bit. Um, uh what's the word i'm a bit uh gung-ho sometimes feet first and um i just said to jim i think i sent him a message saying oh i've got this idea for a podcast do you want to do it <laughs> and that was kind of yeah the first time you messaged me i misread the email because i thought you said do you want me to come on as a guest and i thought the idea for the pod sounded really good I thought that would be fun, actually, because we chatted a bit on Twitter, but I thought it'd be nice to meet Giles, chat to him about blank moments. Uh, yeah, that could be fun. So I said yes. And then I reread the email and thought, oh, he wants me to co-host it. <laughs> oh, that's a very different question. <laughs> um, but I still thought, well, yeah, let's let's meet and let's see how it goes, because it's a good idea. It's a really, really good idea. So let's just see what happens. And then we met for a coffee in in central London. You come up to London because no, I was Brighton. working at. We met in Brighton. I thought we met in. I was working at Yahoo. I thought I first. It's obviously one... indelibly. Um... It's <laughs> 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 such a big deal because Wim... no, it's true. It was Wimbledon was on, and I met you near. It was quite near Wimbledon, and I remember there being big screens showing the match. Yeah, well, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah. It was Central London. I mean, yeah, it wasn't far from Wimbledon. But I was working in near Tottenham Court Road or something. I can't remember. 
Blimey, it wasn't that long ago. That. Details, Jim, details. <laughs> but we, then, then we met up in Brighton a few weeks later to sort yeah. of like hash out plans for it. But that, those first couple of meetings were so easy. Like yeah. we just got on so well. You were like, well, this is, well, we could do a podcast about anything and it's going gonna, it's gonna to work because we get on so well. So, and I think that sort of added a bit of a bit of buzz to it, to the excitement of, of doing this podcast. But yeah, really, it was, we were, it was quite, we didn't know each other. So it was, I guess it was quite bold in a way, wasn't it? Yeah, I've found when I've done radio work, I mean, because you have like some stellar guests on the Blank Podcast. When I've done radio work, I've never enjoyed interviewing. Now, I don't mind this, where it's me interviewing more than one person. But when I've been had a co-host and the two of us have had to interview one person, I've hated it. Because, really? Yeah, because I've always, I'm, I was always when it's live radio, particularly when you, you can't go back and cut a bit out that doesn't work. You want every question to, to elicit a decent response. Pre-recorded yeah. is much, there's much more freedom. You'll take a chance with a yeah. few more questions that go nowhere. Oh, well, I'll just cut that out. But I always liked to like set up a question and I might have a follow up question based on what they've said. But then the co-host might ask another question and move it on and you've lost it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I used to hate it. So did you find any, any, tension or or any i don't know any traffic problems with that because it doesn't sound like it when you listen to it but i don't know how heavily edited it is it's not edited it's at, not all. at all it's not it's just top and tail it's just you get what you you get what we've unless the done, guest at the end says oh i i shouldn't have said that please cut y- that but, yeah yeah, but yeah sure yeah. most we've cut from an episode is about what 30 seconds Charles, oh maybe? yeah i mean very rarely do we have to cut anything out i think you bleeped a c word once but um you know it, uh, so generally, no, we try and keep it as is. I mean, I think part of the thing was that well, I think for early doors, we were like, well, if there's mistakes and errors or, or or whatever, we'll leave that in because it's blank. You know, it's blank moments. It's, it's yeah, you know, yeah. If we, if we lose if we lose our, our train of thought, whatever, that's <laughs> yeah. actually quite interesting and and more natural because you know in 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 life when you're having conversations with things, you sometimes think, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, what was yeah. I going to say? Oh, yeah. oh, I've gone, I've lost track. So that's quite nice sometimes, I think, to make it more, you know, that that feeling. A lot of people say when they listen to the podcast, a lot of the messages we get on Twitter and stuff from people saying like, I feel like I'm there with you, you know, like I'm overhearing a conversation in a cafe or a pub or something like that. And that's very much what we kind of wanted to instill in it is that kind of idea yeah. of overhearing a conversation with people. And you have those normal blips that normal conversations have, I guess. Well, it also makes the editing process much, much, much easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's only two edits, edits. one at the beginning, one at the very end. Yeah. Complete laziness. Well, don't knock it. It's working. Giles Paley Phillips and Jim Daly from the Blank Podcast, my special guests next week on the Pod 20. And if you'd like to watch extended video chats with my guests, check them out on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. What will happen on the podcast radio chart next week? Will your favourite podcast be at number one? Find out with me, Graham Mack, and influence the chart by making a recommendation at the podcast radio .co.uk On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. 
You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.